Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donald, you're lucky. Doesn't work. What? It does work. It's going to work. <laughs> it worked in our little setup call, but like I have, I have an just insane amount of static, and and uh, I, I changed the cable. I don't know, Dan. We'll 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 we'll, tr- we'll do another gonna, session. You might have yeah, to come I'm, over. I might I might bring you another cable and, and try it. Try the whole you thing. You might have to come over and A6. give me some tech support. All right, guys. We'll that. I'm back. Let's have eyes to me. <laughs> How did your Star Wars session go? It was great. Oh God, we had so a great good. talk about The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, yeah, it went we really well. That's your favorite one. I was literally one. about to tweet about yeah. it. It's the best one. We have a conversation about that too. Yeah, I think we're finding a good groove. I like it. I can't wait to release it to the world. I think. Well, I'm sure really people love it. love it. And when is the release plan? May the fourth. Be oh, with you, of course. Of course. May mm-hmm. the fourth be with you, guys. Always, always, always. <laughs> That's so exciting. Dude, yes, sir. I'm bummed that your thing doesn't work, but I'm so happy that it doesn't work because I have a feeling it would have <laughs> stole the episode. Well, I feel like you're hating on something that I was very excited about. I'm not hating on it. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna work. One I day. think you're you have a lot of I'm sensing negativity towards the sound pad. I have no negativity towards the sound pad. Mm. I have zero negativity towards the I sound pad. I have very good self-control, mind you. I I I know you do. Yeah, because I'm <laughs> I I I will not abuse the sound pad. I don't think you would. By the way, I t- I turned it. You know, Daniel has it set up so there's sound effects on it, but that you can turn it, and then there's like a zillion drum kits and sound effects, and yep. you can just like, dude, you would love it for for jazz lettuce. You just jam out and like make your own beats. I love jamming out on jazz lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can you play drums? No. But one of your brothers can, right? Everyone in my family can play the drums except for me. Um, I think even Casey can play the drums. I cannot. Well, on my life to-do list, I, I, I post on Instagram. I, I know like two beats from when I took some lessons um, in high school. But uh, and somebody, of course, wrote on Instagram like, oh, I used to work at like uh, Sam Ash. And that's the one beat everyone can play. And I had to Good hear course. it over and over again. Yeah, sure. You know what you should have <laughs> wrote back to him? Eat, eat several a dicks. bag of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> eat, eat, eat a baker's dozen of girthy cock. <laughs> <laughs> that just doesn't sound appetizing. You know that all. gif of the of the of the girl getting hot dogs thrown in her face? <laughs> I love that. One. I love that gif. Uh, um, yeah. So anyway, my one of my life goals, one of my one of my to do list uh, bucket list items is to, is to play the drums. Okay. I just have to get an electric kit because I don't want my neighbors to hate me. Like, if I I have a pretty quiet neighborhood, and if I got a real drum set, I would feel I would feel bad. All okay, right. so yes, how are we're you? Gonna, I'm great. We're gonna get into this episode, and I want to talk about a lot of things. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna say this before we start. Not my favorite episode. Yeah, kind of meh. I mean, we're coming off the high of of the last one, which was incredible. But we pulled out all the stops. You know, we got a really dynamite co-star. Yes. Cal Turk is in this. Cal Turk is in this. And the infamous Call Tur hotline. The Call Tur hotline. You know, I, I just got to be honest with you. Yeah. Not my favorite episode, though. Yeah, I mean, it's got a few things in it, but it's not great. And I think we can't help but judge it by the fact that we just came off an episode that we both said was our favorite. I actually had dinner with Bill, and I was sitting there cracking up with him, like recounting jokes that I didn't know if he remembered. Right. And we were just sitting there laughing just from that episode. I had him dying with that Where'd guy. Where'd you guys have dinner at? Um, we went to an outdoor restaurant. How was it? Don't judge me. I went Nobody, to an outdoor restaurant. Nobody's judging don't anybody. Outdoor, don't, don't outdoor eat shame me. Nobody's shaming anybody. <laughs> the, the numbers are dropping. People are getting vaccinated all, across, all, around, the, all around America. Yes. I'm, 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 we have uh, reached a milestone, though. We did reach the 500,000 milestone. People yes. are dead in the U.S., which is very unfortunate. Yes. But as of right now, numbers are going down. And yes. we'll see what's up. We'll and see so what's gonna happen. ain't but nobody did, gonna shame I, you for I did, going. I did go to an outdoor restaurant and I I I had dinner with uh, with Billiam and um, I made him laugh, recounting jokes from that episode. What kind of food? Um, I had a salmon with some pesto sauce wow. kind of thing. I have to say, I listened to another podcast today while I was exercising. Boo! What? And I gotta say, it wasn't. It was boring. Ah. Ours. Is, so why ours did you is, listen to it? Because. Um, uh, my friend told me that they discussed something I would find interesting. And I thought, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. And I was bored. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is, when I listen, I know obviously I'm biased, but when I listen to our podcast, it's, I'm laughing and it's mm -hmm. so silly. And they were so serious. I wanted to be like, guys, lighten up, be funny. <laughs> Casey told me we were number one today. We got, we're number huh. one um, on, uh, on iHeart's podcast. We're the number one mm -hmm. podcast. Actually, last Let's week. Let's go. That's what, that's what Wait. it was. I, of iHeart's podcasts, iHeart has many, many popular podcasts. <laughs> so many. And um, <laughs> one of their top ones is Stuff You Should Know. Indeed. It's called, that's the title of it, Stuff You Should Know. You can guess what the show's about. And, uh, and we are number one um, of all of their podcasts. 
Bullshit. Bull true? Yeah. Yeah, I know, but my wife be posting things and then be like, maybe I shouldn't have posted that. Is it true? <laughs> no, you know what? I'm gonna I'm just gonna say something. The algorithm on Apple iTunes that ranks podcasts is really bizarre. I don't really understand it because we're not always so high on that, but we know we're doing really well just because we have the inside scoop. And Will, our overlord at iHeart, says there's some wacky algorithm. I, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I can tell you that. Stuff you should know is often in the top of the Apple iPad podcast um, rankings, and you're doing more than them. So I don't know what goes into their wacky algorithm of what rates podcasts. Well, it's a mystery. I'm still trying. Maybe producer, Apple's hating on it. Maybe it. Apple's yeah. hating on it. I feel us. like there's some intern who's like, yeah. fuck those guys. Yeah, but you know what? I hated Scrubs when it was on. Dude, speaking of hating on Scrubs, Dude, when I remember, I used to buy all of this camera equipment from a store in Hollywood. It's closed down now, but I used to buy all of this stuff, like, for my stop-motion animation. And one day, I go to the place, and I'm buying stuff, and I'm spending all of this money, and the cash register says, do you have a code? And I give him my code, and he clicks it in, and on the screen, it says, Scrubs sucks. Wow. And I was like... Wow. What? I was like, that's, that's very intense. That's so someone like, that worked there had put that into the computer? When my whenever my code was typed in, it wow. would say Scrubs sucks. That's and I was like, hilarious. wow, who works here? Who what one of your people works here that would do something that stupid? And then yeah. you for showing me this. And he was like, I know I was about to say, man, I I I have no idea. I was like, if you want to, you can uh get your manager. But you're gonna take all this shit off my credit card now. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. You, didn't, you didn't buy it there. Hell no! Yeah, it, fuck eat them. a eat a dick, dude. Scrub. Eat suck. a bag, a baker's dozen of girthy coffee. If you can't say it to my face, then you really shouldn't be saying it. You know what I mean? That's how it True. goes. True. That's Solid. really how it goes. Yeah, we did have. We had. Uh, I remember watching um, <laughs> the. Um, we were watching the the Emmys one year and. Mm. Seth MacFarlane, I think, was the host. And I, we weren't nominated. I, you know, it was just a normal year. And the opens with a song, the Emmys did, sung by his Family Guy character. I, I don't forgot which one of them, the, the, maybe all of them. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is cute. And, and, and it's sort of, you know, like Seth MacFarlane would. He's sort of roasting the shows and roast, with this opening number. And I'm like, oh, this is cute. And then it gets to a line that's like, and on NBC, we have the lovable Zach Braff, who reminds us that a sitcom doesn't have to make us laugh. Yeah, Ugh. but he's a hater, dude. Like he I know. Laugh. That was Seven, rough, though. Like, I was sitting I mean, there, I was, like, I was like eating my popcorn, like, wait, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a hater, dude. It's all good, though, man. You know, that's just how it goes. There are a lot of that's that's the funny thing. There are a lot of haters out there who feel like you know. I don't mind that. getting I don't mind getting roasted, you know, like by a comedian. I mean, I can handle that. But I I I agree. I don't think Seth MacFarlane ever really liked this. I mean, he did the white scrubs, black scrubs thing, which was fine. I thought it was I, that didn't bother me. But he he definitely took a lot of digs at us. Oh, absolutely. He said he didn't think it was a funny show. We, he didn't think we were a funny show. Literally, in like a in in I, I think. In one of those street interviews and stuff like that, asking people on the street, do you think he asked if Scrubs was a funny show? And somebody said, yeah. And he's like, oh, you do? I just don't. Some shit like that. I don't oh. know if I'm right. That's an Ask Bill question. 
Well, I don't I don't care to ask Bill. We don't have okay. to keep talking about uh, Mr. McFarland. Um, but hey, should we talk about? But I uh, love what, Family Guy. I'm not gonna lie. I laugh at Family Guy hardcore. I, I, I've never watched. I mean, I've seen clips from Wait. Family Guy, but I've never been a regular watcher of Wait. Family Guy. What? I'm not a teenager or a huge pothead. <laughs> <laughs> An appropriate response. <laughs> you know, Garrett and Neil wrote on uh, Family Guy also. I know. I know. I know the humor. It's, 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 I'm sure it's, it's, I know That's a lot of people love it. It's just not my jam. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Should we oh, get into the show? My, I wish I could use my bong in the uh, uh, Yes, Should why don't you count us in, baby girl? Five, six, Here's seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, he's got stories that we all should You go Shamar Moore on me. I do like it when you Shamar Moore me sometimes. Baby I don't know girl. who Shamar Moore is. But I, speaking of baby girls, I got to say, your wife and why? Why are you hitting your forehead? Is it a famous person? I should know. Yes. Well, I mean, you're using his tagline. You're using his what you're talking about, Willis. He's famous for making baby girl famous. Okay, well, I don't oh. know. I don't know. I, who is he, a singer? I'm being no, educated no, no. now as well as I He's an actor. He was on The ones. Young and the Restless for the longest, right? Then he went on to mm-hmm. host Soul Train. And now oh. he's. And then he went on to be. He was on a show on CBS. And then he left the show. And now he is on SWAT. He's the star oh, I of his own true. show on SWAT. He's one of the most handsome men on the planet, dude. Like, that is like, true. like you oh, cannot, yeah. you cannot deny. Yeah, oh, you cannot yeah. deny his handsomeness at all. By the way, did you see SNL this week? It was funny, dude. That loco, loco, loco. He don't know that um loco. That <laughs> that are you talking about the video they made with that yeah. that woman? I don't know her name yet, but she's very funny. And that yeah. video was amazing. Yeah, that incredible. was like the best thing on SNL, like the in the whole episode. I thought it was great, hilarious, loco. And the way it was shot, loco. whoever directed it and loco. shot it did a great he job. Don't know that um. Look, oh, it was very funny. Will you look up her name for me, Joel? I, I want to give her it? a shout out. She's funny, and that and and I and uh, if you're listening to this and you oh, know Ego Nordum. What's her name? Ego Nordum. Oh, I'll type oh it in. Ego. Yeah. Well, she's the star. Shout of, Ego Nordum. She's the star of a very funny SNL video this week, and I don't know whoever directed it. Well, she's always she's always funny on the show too. She always. She's always representing on the show. Well, whoever directed that video, uh, if you know them, if you're friends with them, tell them that I thought it was incredibly well made. He don't know that um, loco, loco. Yeah. Do you guys know what we're talking about? Did you see it? I did did not. not I'm looking it it up now, but it features Bad Bunny, so that's pretty cool. Bad Bunny does feature. By the way, then the song came on. Now, I don't know anything about Bad Bunny or the, the female singer. What's her name? I don't know who the female singer was. Ego Nordum? Uh, Ellen? No, no, no. Are you talking about the musical guest? The musical guest, Joelle. Will you look up the name? Oh, it was yes, Bad Bunny. Bad it Bunny. Was Bad Bunny else. with a guest. I think she's a famous flamenco singer or something. And it was amazing. It's in, it was in Spanish. I didn't understand a word oh, of it. Oh, Rosalia. But... Yeah, Rosalia. Oh. You guys, okay. if you're listening to this, I'm telling you, watch two things from this week's, or I don't know when this airs. When does this air? Thursday. From, Thursday. Thursday. From all right, from last 
last Saturday's. Um, watch last S- Saturday's, yeah. Watch last Saturday's SNL. Two things. The Loco video and watch the first musical performance. Both of them were amazing. I mean, I don't always watch the, the whole um, musical act, to be honest. I sometimes get, like, get a flavor of it and then sk- skip to the sketches. Sure. Unless I, unless I really know and love the artist. But but Bad Bunny and Rosa, Rosa, Rosalia, is that her name? Yeah. Rosalia. <laughs> it was amazing. It was yeah, amazing. Man. Yeah. I didn't know that Bad Bunny was a, was a Hispanic, or do I say Latinx, Joel? I'm so confused. Uh, I believe he's from Latin America, so we can say Latinx. I didn't know that he Spain. was a Latinx rapper. I've just heard his name a lot. I didn't know that. So yeah, Bad, Bad Bunny is very popular. One of the more popular uh, Latin rappers that are. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, well, Latinx he was great. Rappers. And the two of them, I don't know if they're dating but or having sex, but they need to be. because. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, they had such chemistry. And they and Florence told me that. That uh, that everyone's all in a tizzy about whether they're hooking up or not. I don't know if that's true, but but when you watch them sing to each other, it's like, oh, you guys need to be fucking, or you should be fucking, because they they, to... they look like they, they they sold the shit out of being in love with each other in the in the song. That's all. I that's what's say. up. That's what's up. All right, should we end the show? Did we five, six, seven, eight? We did. All right. We did that already. All right, so all right. let's get into it. Do you have a recap right. or no? You're doing a recap. No, I did, no, I'm not doing a recap today. Because are you like an athlete who? Did so many awesome dunks in one game that the next game they're like, you know what? I'm not going to dunk this hard in this game. No, it's just this wasn't necessarily my favorite episode. I can recap if you no, want. No, you to. weren't inspired. You weren't inspired. This is, you know, uh, I do like the fact that Juliana Margulies is on the show. I think I have a very funny story about Juliana Margulies, and that is that the scene in this show, which is at the very end when she kisses me deeply. You guys mouth. are tongue kissing for real, dude. Yeah, we are full on. This is the one time in my life this has ever happened, in 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 both working as an actor and in normal life. I literally just met that woman when we shot that scene. I was like, "Hey, nice to meet you. So glad you're here." Well, this is awkward how they schedule it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Okay, here we go. And we just fucking went at it like mega. Open you could mouth see like tongue tongues. Kiss. You could see tongues like hitting the jaw yeah. inside well, you know, the jaw. I like... think you know, as a man, you're always kind of letting the female act. Well, I do, and I know. I think you. Wait, do you too. didn't laugh at that. You didn't laugh at that one on Saturday Night Live with the sex coaches. Hey, you mind if I tap in for a bit? Hold up. I was thinking maybe you just turn over, right? How do you feel about doing it doggy style right here? You didn't laugh at that shit? I didn't see that one. I didn't oh, watch my that God. One. That's him. Speaking of, speaking of, you know how nowadays when you have sex scenes and shows, you're talking yeah. about it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have somebody come they in have and co- be a... Yeah, they have, they have someone to make sure it's all safe and kosher. Yeah. And so they had two dudes who were doing the Bridgerton. <laughs> oh, really? For season two. And so he's talking about, so I think then I will mount her here. And he goes, hey, uh, you mind if I tap in there, chief? <laughs> That's funny. That must have been after the news, right? Because I, I didn't... It was hilarious. Look, if you get a chance, watch that one. That should have me rolling. Bur- that, that, right. that shit was funny. Okay, anyway, so you guys just met and you're tongue kissing. Dude, you guys were tongue kissing so much that you could see... You could see her, it. Her tongue poking my cheek. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it looked like you had something in your mouth trying to get out through your well, cheek. Well, I gotta say that you know when you when you do well, I, I think I'm speaking for you and me. I'm not speaking for all male actors, but you know you you let the female 
act, you let your female scene partner take the lead on what kind of kiss this is going to be. We can, right. if it's supposed to be passionate, we can just have open mouths and nothing going back and forth. I'll see where they're at. Actually, you've told the story when you first did Kiss Judy, she gave you tongue and you were like, oh, and you're like yeah. bragging about it all over the place. Biggest mistake of my well, life. Yes. Well, Julianne Margulies came at me with that tongue and I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, Julianne Margulies. It's going to be like that. So Doug um, <laughs> shaves the the gentleman's afro half of the, half of his head. Um, yeah, that guy mistake. used to be on that guy used to be on Degrassi High and Degrassi Junior High back in the day. Really? Uh, yeah, he was funny. And, he had a tiny part, but he was funny. Made yeah, me laugh. I wonder if I wonder if Sarah recognized him back then because she was on she you know it's a Canadian show and she was on it and he was one of the popular characters on it before it became the one with Drake. So I wonder if oh. she recognized. Well, she goes, nice half fro. Yeah. He goes, what? <laughs> oh. And, and, like, then oh he, and then he reaches up with his left or his right hand, and he's only touching the side that hasn't been shaved off. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, phew. <laughs> now, Doug, this is the episode. This is the episode where Doug gets put away to down to the morgue. Yeah. And um, he's finally done hurting people. Yeah. Well. It's interesting that all the people that are up there, are, he's figuring out how they died, and they've all died from Doctor's era too. You know yeah, what I mean? and and it's an era about, and it's an episode about malpractice, and you know she's a malpractice attorney, and he, yeah, one of them is like someone left gloves in him. Right. But, but that's the that's the amazing thing is that Doug is like an expert at diagnosing what who fucked up how. Right, and how they did right because he's done it to everybody. Right. He's like, are you kidding me? They call that a Doug. <laughs> but he's like, when you put him in the morgue, all of a sudden he's he's a genius. That's what's really funny writing. It wasn't yeah. just like, oh, we'll stick him in the morgue. It's like, no, in the morgue, he's like a genius. Right. He's a freaking. He's right. He's a. He's a right. He becomes freaking Rain Man in the morgue. Or Quincy. At, what was it? Right. What was it? Quincy. 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 Yeah. Was, Quincy. Yeah. Quincy was a medical examiner. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 For those of you not not as old as us, that was a TV show about a, a, a medical examiner, and he would always figure out the murder or what happened. Johnny Castle, very funny man. Yeah, we gotta have Johnny it, Castle on the show. And it finally uh, paid Joelle. off too. Now, Joel, which one did you book Richard Kind for? Because he's all over this episode, but we don't have him today. He's for Friday. So oh. our next episode, I confirmed this morning with his. Oh, good. Um, this was a to be continued. Be Great. This yes. was a to be continued. I don't think we've have we had a to be continued before. Oh, I don't know. I, this is the first time I've ever seen a to be continued in front of. That's why I'm thinking. I think I don't know if we've done that before. Now, all right. So Doug, this so Doug defibrillates Carla. But yeah, but she she she. I thought it, I thought it was a fantasy, right? But it's right. not a fantasy. Well, no. It starts off as a, sorry. It starts off real, right? I mean, you can't. Def, I mean, I. I she should sure be dead. Def, I think, she should be. I don't know if it's universal truth. Uh, all of you who are in the medical profession can yell at your phones right now. Uh, the correct answer, but I I know that you can definitely kill someone by defibrillating them. Absolutely. And Judy gets. Carla gets thrown across the room. And then we go to this elaborate fantasy where Sarah and I throw Doug out of the ICU. He lands. The janitor picks him up and mounts his head. <laughs> the janitor mounts his head to a wall. Right. And, and But doesn't really kill him. He has to hold the pose until the janitor finishes reading the paper. Right. And he said, oh, there was an election recently. I didn't know that. I guess this is when Obama got elected president. Is it? 
there must have been something in election news. Let me see what was the date of uh, this when this it been aired. Circa oh three, right? It aired uh, November. Yeah, November 9th, oh four. Was that Obama? Oh it got to be right. No, no, it's Obama's not, not till oh eight. I knew okay. that. Who who got elected in uh, November 9th of oh four? Bush, baby. Bush. So let's talk about Call Turk. First of all, I really laughed at. Him. I'm like, why? Why are you going to change your number? The way I remember it is Kafinanupa. <laughs> Have you ever tried to do that? Did you do that? What? I used to try and memorize numbers by what it's spelled. Really? I never yeah. did that. You did it in a... Well, JD does. Kafinanupa. No, But it was like Kafinanupa. Right. Kafinanupa. <laughs> so Bill makes this phone line. We've told you this story before, but he he actually chose a number rather than have 555 like they do in the movies. He chose a real – they got a real phone number. Now, it, was it Cal Turk or was it Cal Tur? It was Call Tur. So it was C-A-L-L-T-U-R. Yes. Okay. Must have been 1-800, right? I don't know what the – Oh, what I don't the, know. What was it when we were kids? Nine seven six. That was the bad numbers. Where you, if you, if you type nine seven six, that's when it would be like. What was it? That's how you knew it was like one of those numbers that charged you like a dollar a second. I don't know. There's some number you can call and it calls you back. Well, that's that's star six six or something like that. No, star sixty nine is what you would dial when you want to just call back whoever called you. I thought that was like who? Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, if someone called you and you missed the call. Um, you star could, you hit, you'd hit star 69 and would call back whoever just called you. And they'd be like, hello? Yeah, yeah motherfucker. Like, who, who this? You just called me? Right. You try to get all tough and stuff? Yeah. Who this? Who this? Who this? <laughs> That's one of my favorite. <laughs> this is how you answer the door in my neighborhood. Who this? Who is it? Um, yeah, so that phone would ring nonstop um, in, in the production office, and it was just there. And if you were bored, you'd pick it up. And, talk and people to called it from all around the world. People would call that number. And I think we told you we put up a map and we would put a pin in different countries when they would call. It was just covered with pins. And um, I don't know. Did you ever chat with people on there, Donald? Yeah, a couple of times. I thought it was really interesting how because of this, Turk decided to play a huge prank on the janitor because he knew that JD would love Cal call Tur so much that he played a prank on a janitor to where the janitor has think uh, is blamed for having blue handprints all over well it feels to me it's the first time you as Turk acknowledge that JD has a problem being stalked by the janitor right and then he decides to prank the janitor where you're like I'm gonna do you it's basically like you're doing me. A, why were you doing me a favor? I forgot. Because why. because I knew you'd like Cal Tur, Cal Tur, right? And then why did you do this giant elaborate like vandalism? Because I knew you'd like it, and as a celebration, oh, and you okay. being well, that the was only a person. Yeah, that's a which, weird it was, story. It was really weird. Yeah, but I remember I registered. You know, now that we're watching them all in a row, I was like, I think this is the first time that Turk is because it's funny. Like it's never discussed really with anyone. That JD is stalked by this guy, right? <laughs> and this is the first time that you were like, "Oh, I hooked you up with." with I got your back. Watch this, right? Yeah, right. But then what you did was pretty, you know, you 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 painted your handprint all over the place. 
Right. I mean, it's kind of a dickish thing to do to a janitor. Yeah, and then after I did that, I got his hands uh, blue, too, so he would get the blame for it. Yes. Oh, that's why, does Kelso say something to him? Yeah, Kelso's like, oh, caught something like, caught or some shit like that. One of those, I don't know, shit, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's probably something like, caught ya. Um, (laughs) I like when you go, um, when we're talking about call turn, and uh, I and you go, but I'm I'm gonna ask people to still dial the K, even though there is no K. And I'm like, I'll always dial the K, right? <laughs> and that's and that's when he goes, I know you will. And because of that, I oh. did this for you. I don't know. It was weird. Yep. I like um, the chorus any, line number to the nuts. That was very cool. nice. Julianne Margulies does a big uh, chorus line number one. Da-da-da. Singular sensation and a little step. Um, and she she she, she nails all those guys in the balls. Yeah, including Mickhead. Yeah, she gets all some of our. She gets Mickhead. I thought it was all stuntmen. No, this is this, these were actually a lot of these guys were background. Uh, right. Doing, doing they just these. all had cups on, I guess. I don't know. Either that. Or I wonder if you get hazard soft. pay if for if someone hits you in the balls. I mean. You if should. you're a background performer, they have things that like get you bumped up. Like, oh, if you, you know, right, did get, something slightly not level of stunt, but you did something slightly hazardous, you get a bump. Getting kicked in the balls should definitely give you a. Yeah, I think bump. getting caned in the balls by Julianne Margulies pay me. Yeah, give me some, more, give me some more money, especially if she's hitting me with a hard cane. Like, yeah. That thing didn't look like it was not hard. It looked like she could actually do yeah, some That's why I just it. assumed it was stuntmen because even if, you know, she could miss and nail you in the leg, but I guess, you know, Mickhead's not a And it doesn't it doesn't take much to... They're so Let, gentle. Imagine... You'd think God or whoever, our creator or evolution would have would have made the sack harder. It's so fragile. Dude, it, if, if, if your nuts get hit with anything and... and, and, and the impact feels like this sounds. You're in so much pain. Yeah, and you can That's do right. it so lightly. You can do yeah. if you just hit the right spot. Just, just it's like just... destroying the Death Star, Donald. If you just hit the right <laughs> spot, That's probably the best death ever. The Death Star, either the Death Star or being on Alderaan. Best mm. death ever. So speaking quick. Of, speaking of That's things it. you're you're obsessed with, um, that episode of WandaVision was amazing. Oh, I loved it, right? Oh my god. And how about that song that ends it? I want to yeah. like oh I want to like gosh. play the song. <laughs> it's so good. There, Did you hear the trap version of it? No, no they've what? already got remixes? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So good, dude. They, I'll find it to you guys. They really are changing how TV is made over there on at Disney, man. Like you need a budget now. Like you need a real budget or you ain't making nothing no more. You know, well, I, I think that show is so good. And I and I know nothing about like it makes me this, put it this way. The show is so good. It makes me want to go back and watch the movies where cool. they where, where there's Vision and Wanda together. Oh, you you know, then you're going to have to watch everything because Vision was Jarvis originally. And Jarvis yeah. was the voice in Tony's head. Well, I'm probably not going to do that. But um, <laughs> I. I, 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 it's really good. And I have to shout out Catherine Hahn because she's a Northwestern grad. She's on the cover of our Northwestern magazine this month. And I'm very proud of her. Right she's on. sensational. She's so good. And you know what? When she was just doing 
her little supporting stuff, I was still smiling because everybody loves Catherine Hahn. And then this episode, when she really had a chance to shine, I was like, oh my God, that was amazing. Yeah. Dude, she's yeah, always been good. Pipes? Yeah. She's yeah. always been good, though, man. Like, she's always been just a great actress. And now, you know. Now she's, she's a marble. She's moment. now she's a now she's a, yeah she's having quite a moment. She's the marble girl now. I know, but she's just one of those people that everyone you know people might not know her necessarily know her name, but they see her and they go, oh, I love her. And now she's like she's gonna be a household name. Now she's 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 on fire. Uh, I saw that Julie Bowen, who plays the mom on Modern Family, and uh, is is really great and funny. She she did a like a shout out like you know because you know Elizabeth Olsen is is playing her in, in right. the episode and. Uh, and she did such a, I gotta just say, again, I feel like Donald going on a rant about a fucking Marvel thing. But <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen yeah, is man. fantastic. Yeah, She's man. So she good. she is not just like okay for a for a pretty girl. She's fantastic. Yeah. And yeah, she man. is changing her acting style with every episode to match the style of whatever they're, you know, feet, you know, highlighting, featuring, yeah. lampooning. Yeah, whichever era she's doing. And she does it so well from that, like, 50s, like, happy-go-lucky wife where she's yeah. twirling in the first episode all the way down to this just exhausted. She like, with she, like, did the whole Julie Bowen modern family thing. Yeah. Like, it was amazing. She yeah, it was good. stunning. It's such a good. What a talent. Yeah, great show. Um, all right, guys, we're going to take a break. And then I promise you we're going to talk more about the television show Scrubs. We'll be right back. Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave. And then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, 
playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back! And we're back! Um, what about when I'm explaining the heart to, to Juliana Margulies and I say, <laughs> it's like a house. And the ventricles are like rooms. It's got rooms. And she goes on this long like monologue about how like I'm so sm much smarter than you. I know everything. Don't tell me. And then I'm like, rooms. Rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Richard Kind is back. Stealing, stealing Q-tips was hilarious. That dude. was funny. I'm assuming these Q-tips are complimentary. <laughs> 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 um, I'm very happy that uh, Joelle um, has booked Richard Kind finally on the show. One of our favorite guest stars ever. And the janitor's such a jerk for giving Richard Kind Turk and Carla's address, man. And he comes. No, he docked. He doxed you. <laughs> he doxed you. <laughs> what, Richard? Well, you're at you're at dinner, and they're standing. Uh, you're at your dinner, and 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 you hit your phone rings, and she goes, "Baby, don't answer your phone." And you go, "Baby." When you call Turk, you get Turk. You get Turk. <laughs> how did you give him my, how did you know my number? <laughs> he said, the janitor's pretty good with the dark web, I'm guessing. Huh? Well, he's got access to all of our files. I think we've established that he, he knows every single thing about us. That's right. That from the breakfast club, that was a great moment when they, when they realized, oh snap, the janitor's gone through everybody's files and knows do you remember that the, in the Breakfast Club? The janitor or the or the, no the uh, janitor principal? the ja the janitor does it. He goes through everybody's lockers. He goes through oh. everybody's stuff. Oh, so so then when right before you're talking, what, the thing you're talking about when uh, the janitor sees Richard Kind, he goes, "I can help you uh, if you want. If you want to, what does he say? He says something like, "I can help so, you." Right, and he goes, "I'm, I'm listening." listening. <laughs> Just in his great Richard Kind voice, I'm listening. Go I'm on. listening. Go on. Go on. Mike Schwartz, the loneliest man alive, is funny. And then you this, first. Probably the funniest first, thing in the episode. Yeah, first him touching you, and then the two of you bumping each other at the end and doing so it together. So Lloyd, I don't know if he's been named Lloyd yet, but this is uh, Mike Schwartz, who we've mentioned, is uh, one of our uh, 
favorite writers on the show, and he wrote uh, last week's episode, um, the one that I directed, and he plays Lloyd, the, I guess he's basically a FedEx guy, right, without being a FedEx guy. Right. And this was one of my, Mike had lots of bits. I mean, Mike could have been a stand-up. He had so much, so many funny, so, he was the guy in the writer's room and would just make everybody die laughing because he was just constantly doing shtick. And one of his things, I think, was this, where he said, he said, you want to see what the loneliest guy in the world looks like? <laughs> and then someone just touches his shoulder and he goes, hmm. Yeah, and like, grabs it and he like, cuddles, he like cuddles up to his own shoulder where he was touched. <laughs> just where the warmth was. <laughs> right. Mm. And then, so that's funny. And then, and then, uh, and then he cut later and, and we both do it. To, we, we, I bump into, you bump I remember, into each other. I bump into him. And we both simultaneously go, mm. turn around and do it at the same time and yeah. then walk away. Yeah, it's well timed so too. Yeah, so lonely. Very funny. We're both so lonely. How about when I'm putting the that's a really funny uh, cutaway when I'm looks like I'm sleeping with this, having sex with this woman, the bed's like shaking and <laughs> bouncing. And then uh and then you reveal that I did it for this beautiful woman, but right. she's she's not even gonna hook up with me. She hooks up with a shirtless, ripped guy. Right. And I'm like, why couldn't he have done it? I, right? I, I, why did I have to put the bed? <laughs> then you walk out, and then you join Elliot in the closet. And this wasn't a fantasy. They're in the closet making out, and he still doesn't have a shirt on. Yeah, and I say dynamite areolas. I think that JD is a real areola connoisseur because he's often he loves him some are, He loves him some areolas. But he's often commenting on male areolas. Yeah. I don't know why the character is so appreciative of a nice male areola. <laughs> when you got him, you got him. It's just like he's like insecure about his own or something because he's always like, oh, look at that guy. Like the guy Dying. is ripped, right? Yeah. He's like he's like a muscle builder, ripped guy who <laughs> spends every waking second of his life in the gym. And all JD notices is there is dynamite areolas. Aerial. I th that had to be a freaking, whatchamacallit, uh, uh, improv by Zach yeah. Graff. Yeah, yeah I'm, sure I'm sure Dynamite it was. Dynamite areolas. Mm. <laughs> um, what's the, I'm not, I wrote, I'm not that lonely. Oh, yeah, I'm not that, I'm not that lonely. Mm. <laughs> Very funny. Wait, I have a question. Go ahead. So when, when Doug is taken downstairs to investigate these deaths those are all malpractice deaths yeah yeah <laughs> not a single death in there that was like uh, oh hematoma or something it's like nope, no no because i think that the initial joke is that doug because he's done all of these things himself he's able to diagnose what how how another fellow doctor killed this patient <laughs> See, there's five in one day at a single hospital yeah not, not good, only that not, not, not only no well i mean it happens a lot at hospitals, but even that, not he even comes upstairs, back upstairs, and he's like, "Hey, such and such, I saw your handiwork in the morgue." <laughs> yeah, keep it <laughs> looking on his lollipops. Keep it up. Oh. Now he now he's all cocky. He's got the he's got the um, the lollipop. Kojak lollipop and yeah. everything. All the uh, you know coroners always have to be eating something, you know. So our this guy's had a lollipop. That is that's interesting that it's always like that though. But it's just to show you how comfortable they are around. I know we talked about it once before. Yeah. It's like try and find a scene with the coroner where he's not, he or she is either definitely really odd looking or weird, and then they give them some quirk, and then there's always something about them eating or they're just so immune to 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 being around a corpse that they're comfortable having their sandwich eating on their a chest pepperoni and cheese sandwich, right? <laughs> 
which is tasty. It's good. I got to say, Donald, um, Casey posted, uh, you both posted videos of your daughter dancing. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I didn't know my daughter could dance like that. She's really good. Yeah. I didn't know she could dance. And she's so, I don't know, bouncy and effervescent and into it. She has that, she's got that thing. I got a lot of people hit me up. A lot of, I had dancers hit me up to tell me, yo, dude, not bad. Well, great. So you can, and she she loves it, right? So she can like um, stick with it. She's at dance class now. Oh, amazing. I, I felt such pride as the godfather watching her dance. I did too as her as her real father. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was like, holy cow. I didn't like I knew she I knew she could dance and she liked to dance, but I didn't know she could do choreography and you know, she didn't come home and rehearse that at all, you know, and so I wasn't expecting to see her really dance, but it's all dances that she can do. Like it's I don't know, man. It's just really it's really surreal to see your kid do something and you not know that that talent, you knowing the talent was there, but not knowing that it was that, like that. After while I was watching, I was like, I was like, she's got that thing. She got there's a little <laughs> bit of that. She got a little bit of that thing in her. She's yeah. She's she's really into you know. She's not trying hard. She's having fun. It's not you know. I loved it. Yeah, man. She's she's got she's got and she's just so friggin' cute, man. Good work. I, Good baby I, making. Thank you. I wish I could take all of the credit. That's all, my wife. All right, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we are going to talk to an amazing guest that Joelle has curated for all of our listening pleasure. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval term. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. 
His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. And we're back. Gurgle. No, we don't gurgle anymore. There was a little gurgle. I don't gurgle anymore. Give it up for Locker Mike. Is that your name? <laughs> no. No, it's Mike. Give it up for Mike. Oh Hi, God. Mike. Welcome to the program. Oh, my God. This is so crazy. I know. It's pretty surreal, I'm sure, after listening to us for a while to see it all happen. This is uh, Joel, and there's Daniel, and that's oh. me, Donald Faison. And that's the Zach Braff. This is me, the Zach Braff. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I'm live with the Faison closet. Yeah, you <laughs> are. There it is. Welcome, there's all those welcome. sundresses. Well, there it is. <laughs> Oh, amazing. Speaking of which, we're 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 uh we're gonna be doing live from the closet for our for our live show. <laughs> it's gonna be exciting. Great idea. Um yeah, go ahead, Donald. I can't wait to be in my closet for the live show in my onesie. I'm I'm really gonna do <laughs> Oh, are you committing to the onesie? Because I'm on the fence of onesie or suit. <laughs> Let's let the fans decide. We wow. okay. We should let yes, the fans, the fans um, amongst telling us things that you want on the live show. If you could tell us if you'd rather Donald and I in onesies or suits, we'd appreciate it. I vote onesies. I was also just Yay. recently gifted a t-shirt that says Mazel Tov motherfuckers. I might wear that too. <laughs> wow. That's a that right on. As no, you no, no. It's not really appropriate. I want to I want to I want to be appropriate. Um Mike, where where are you uh, calling us from? Uh Minneapolis. Right, Minnesota. Well, yes, sir. Is that your accent, Donald? Is that your Minnesota accent? <laughs> I was trying my best to do my Minnesota accent. By the way, speaking of Midwest accents, you have to watch Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Is it funny? It's is hilarious. It? Wait, hold on. Is it funny the whole movie or is it funny 15 minutes and that's it? No, I'm telling you, it's hilarious. Now, you have to go into it with in a silly mood. It's like, a, it's like the silliest Will Ferrell movie you've ever seen, except it's Kristen Wiig. Okay. Right. I mean, it's absurd. Donald, get as high as you've ever gotten. Like, I set, can't wait. Set, beat your beat your record. I I don't get high like that no more. I can't. I know at just, a certain point just, you can't get higher. It that. just stopped. Yeah, you stop. Uh, but um, it's unlike, unlike alcohol, where you can just like pass out and like right. you know die. 
We right. just kind of like you, just kind of like, oh, uh, this this is my max, and that and there we are, <laughs> we've reached it. But anyway, uh, uh, it's very funny, and um, it's I mean, it's so silly, but I laughed out. Kristen Wiig is so fucking funny. Have you watched License to Drive yet? No, I you no just way. told me to watch it. I haven't had a chance yet. Can we focus on Mike? Mike, do you have a Mike, question for us? Mike's not talking. Ever? Mike wanted to be no, quiet I all of a sudden. No, I took over. No, I took over. Mike wanted to share, and I was talking about Vista Del Mar. Um, Mike, would you have a question for us? Sure. Um, has there been, throughout the, the filming of Scrubs, was there ever an episode or a script that you guys read where the, the plot line of the episode helped you out with your own life in any way, like with a an issue you were having or a, or a decision you were weighing. Hmm. Wow. That's a very that's good a, question. That's a, that's a great question. That's a I'm great coming question. out hard, man. No, it's good. You make <laughs> us think. I'm so glad you don't ask like something that we've been asked a hundred times. That's, a, you that's know, an interesting question. I will say this. Carla turned out to be the type of, relation carla and turk turned out to be the type of relationship that i wanted in real life it wasn't just on television and so when i met my wife my now wife i she had a lot of the same type of i'm not saying she was carla but she had the same type of trait she was a she was very responsible but she was also a ball buster and i couldn't get away with doing the things that i would normally do and it was very much like what Carla is in real on the show. She was that in real life. So that maybe, but as far as like life lessons and stuff like that. Well, I no. will say that you know a, a very a common theme of, of the episodes was to um, you know live in the moment and 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 savor your friendships and and. Um, and you know I can't do this all on my own. Meaning, like I I I need to be present to how amazing my my friendships are, and I I think that that you know that definitely impacted my life. I I think that you know if you act in something for this long and you're putting out this message week after week, I think it it, it I, I I think it's interesting to think about like that it it made me really savor um, how special my friendships are in my life. Well, there's that, and also Zach. Yeah, I will say that you and you, Johnny, Sarah, Judy. Yeah, that came with the show. Also, uh, Bill, Krista, that all uh, that came with the show. Also, I just I don't know. I I can't pinpoint any one lesson that we had on the show. And we you know, as doing doing the recaps and everything, hmm. I can totally relate to a lot of the things that we've we've gone through so far. But at the time when we were making it known, it it didn't necessarily. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say, um, Mike. Honestly, because there's so many of them. You know, I, I'm sure if I looked back, I'd go, "Oh, you know that that did." But it's hard to it's hard to do like in a macro way. Look at look at what a, what about you, Daniel? Daniel, you're you're the stan of the group when it comes to Scrubs. Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you honor why, you gotta, why you gotta do me like that? You do honor me. You honor me. Um, Were there any a life lesson from a particular episode? I mean, you, okay, sure. I got one. Yeah, okay. I got I got one too, and I would say it was guy love. I yeah. would say, especially you know, in my high school 
you know, in my high school age, you know, and we're, we're dredging up some, you know, problematic feelings. So just, you know, preparing everybody for this. But it was so commonplace just to use the word gay as a as, you know, a bad word to describe something we didn't like. And it was shows it was shows like Scrubs that kind of changed my perspective on loving your friends and also changed my perspective on using the word gay as something bad. It was, I mean, of course, having having gay friends and, you know, just trying to adjust my own, you know, language as a stupid ass teenager to not be an offensive jerk all the time. But also realizing that like being open about your emotions and being friendly with your guy friends has nothing to do with any of that. It has nothing to do with sexuality. It's just being friends and it's just being open and it's about you know being in touch with your feelings and all of that and i yeah. think something like guy love was a little bit of like yeah that i relate to that that's what i'm looking for that that is how i feel and like trying to like suppress that because friends were saying stuff like that's gay was not only incredibly ignorant and problematic at the time but was just not true right yeah well that's good i hope we made a difference in 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 that regard i mean i've, I've we've been told that before um you know that we've that 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 men felt like you know we've always battled um we, we, you know we're a little bit older than you but we always battled that thing we're like oh you guys are being so gay and it was always this this negative thing and uh and and Donald and I aspired to, to and and with with Bill's writing to try and make it make that go away what about you Joel there's an episode, I think it's in season one, where uh, Cox just, like, absolutely reams JD for, like, really wanting a mentor. And the idea of, like, I oh, my God, like, in high school, I wanted a mentor so bad. I was like, I want to be an artist, but I don't know how to, like, break into the industry. And I really need somebody who's going to, like, teach me and guide me and, like, mold me. And I, like, watched every, like, high art, you know, drama film where, like this brilliant person is discovered and then they're like shaped so that they can like get on their way. And it was like hearing that basically you're just going to have to stand on your own two feet and figure this shit out was like mm -hmm. revolutionary. Like it, it's, it seems obvious, but it was, it was something I really needed to hear at a young age so that I could stop looking for help and just start doing the things I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to being like, as a really imp impactful lesson for me. Yeah. You're your own mentor, Joel. Oh man, I try to be. <laughs> you are, you are. It's working. All right, Mike. Do you have another question for us? That was a good one. You made us all think. <laughs> um. All right. How about a fun one now? Yes. Go ahead. Ooh. If um, if JD and Turk had a Peloton, <laughs> yes. What would their <laughs> usernames be, and who would their favorite instructors be? Oh, definitely well, Cody. Come Cody on. all the way. Cody Riggs. <laughs> nice, nice. Cody, Cody Rigsby, no doubt. <laughs> and my, I, I definitely think Turk would be can, would be called Brown Bear. Yes, yes. I'd be okay. called um, Eagle Rider. <laughs> Eagle Rider. <laughs> Fantastic. It's funny you ask that. Although, although you know, I think Donald, <laughs> I think JD and Turk would definitely be doing all the musical rides. It would be like the Wicked Hamilton, ride, Wicked, the Wicked Hamilton ride. <laughs> I don't, do do those rides. I don't even do those rides. I don't even do those rides. By the way, yeah, JD and Turk would have a fucking Peloton built for two. <laughs> 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 and 
And then you the, the, you could you could picture the fucking scrub shot, right? It would start on Donald, and he'd be pedaling his ass off, right? And then it would dolly to reveal me, and I'm just like doing something else, like what? I'm hungry, eating a sandwich. You know, we only get one hour to work out together. Oh my god! I if Peloton was a thing when Scrubs came out, there definitely would have been a Peloton a, built a, a for Peloton. two drugs. <laughs> That's a reboot idea right there. There you go. We'll tell Bill. (laughs) We'll tell Bill. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose, I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to math and magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, To Live and Die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
oldest girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, all right, my friend, it is time for Minneapolis's favorite segment. <laughs> it's time to fix your life. We were going to have the sound machine ready, Mike. You were going to be our first guest. Oh. Um, you were about to be the first guest where I have access to uh, the sound machine, but we had some technical difficulties. Daniel's going to have to come over. Yeah, I'm going to have to come over. Daniel, you have to come over in your hazmat suit. <laughs> nope, no problem. Double the numbers are going down. Flush. The right, numbers well, are going you know what, down. You know what, Daniel? That doesn't since... mean we let up off the gas, Donald. No, I'm yeah. not saying we made that. it I'm this not, far. Hold up. I'm, not, I'm saying the numbers are going down. Maybe not a hazmat suit. All maybe right. just a mask. And he doesn't the have to do mask. a full... Do the double mask. Double I'm mask. Double, I'm double, I'm double mask, and I'll tell you what. Yeah. You can <laughs> double mask and maybe wear some surgical gloves. You watching Star Wars, Joel? Why are you yelling? Yeah, Currently? Joel, turn off your TV. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. All right, Joel, get a bigger TV. <laughs> what is that, right? Rebels? <laughs> it what is, is that, Rebels? Rebels? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my Concord Dawn? Is it, Con- is it Concord oh Dawn? God, it's so is it Concord Dawn? I'm not sure which episode. Joel, you're Go, the producer of the show. You can't have Star Wars on the background. Turn it show real Donald. quick. Show Donald. He wants show to me when the... <laughs> what episode is it, Donald? Oh, I know the episode. Ezra, I can tell you right now. Turn it away so I can tell you real quick. Ezra, Kanan, and uh, Captain Rex uh, land on an old base that's occupied by separatists. And a battle droid, a, a supreme battle droid is there. And they do a, a Clone Wars scenario. And at the end of it... Ezra solves the battle of the Clone Wars, and they all come to realize that the Empire is the common enemy. And just as they realize that, the Empire shows up, and they fight oh. the Empire and uh, escape with the new Phantom in that episode. They get the new Ooh. Phantom because Ezra lost the Phantom. Spicy. That is the episode. <laughs> Daniel, am I, I right? A... Am I right? Am I right, Joel? You're definitely right. <laughs> Daniel, I a, Daniel, I need a snore added to my sound pad. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Joel, I'm I glad to know that you're like doing the show while watching Star Wars Rebels. You really Not are Donald, Donald's long lost wife. Uh, <laughs> you just keep Star Wars on constantly. I really feel like in, a, in, a, in another life, you guys would just pull bong hits and watch fucking Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> we would have been the best college roommates, okay? You <laughs> could have told us shit. <laughs> All right, Mike, sorry. 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 How can we help you, sir? We're here to help. All right. Well, I had sent uh, Joel one thing and something else has taken its place that is mm. kind of equal parts terrifying and hilarious. So okay. I have a nine-year-old son. So this is probably a little bit more for, for Donald, but I have a nine-year-old son and my wife 
discovered him recently in his bed, stark naked, with a flashlight and her copy of Us Weekly. Mm. <laughs> and so... I was more of a a Victoria's Secrets kind of guy, but well, you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. So Us Us Weekly is a funny choice, Uh, but go ahead. It is. It is. Uh, All right. No, I'm just wondering now. I I like. I I assume the flashlight was because it was night, but it's funny if it was daylight. Daylight, and he's just he wants to he wants to put a spotlight on that shit. It was nighttime. It was nighttime. So, um, I am now in that 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 terrifying, you know area of you know he's nine like do we start any type of conversation around you know the the dirty stuff well i mean i I, I I think i do i don't know how dirty it is either i think uh i think the conversation is i you don't want him to feel like he's doing anything wrong that's the most important you don't want him to ever associate shame with those feelings because he doesn't no, you know, remember, I mean, you can remember when you were that young, you don't know what the fuck's going on. You're like going through all these changes and, you know, for some kids, it's going to start earlier than others. And you don't want him to ever, I mean, you're the first, so you could be, you or your wife could be the first source of shame. Uh, and you don't want to go anywhere near that. You want to m- make him feel that it's all normal and okay. You are fine. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. It, it's, it's all natural. But then have a conversation about what it is he's doing and what, you know, and that that's because he could literally he could have just been butt naked trying to read a magazine that belonged to you and your wife and no, not right, knowing. Right, right. No, come on. Dude, no. You ne- <laughs> Zach, you never you never know. You think he's, he's only... just perusing Us Weekly? Well, he knows that he's he knows that it's not a comic, a, a book that he's supposed to read, obviously. So he's hiding and reading it. I just uh, love gossip, mom. <laughs> no, but no, but think about think about think. No, but think about it. The way him being naked and everything has nothing to do. I don't think that has anything to do with the book. I think that has everything to do with the fact that he's only nine years old and there is no, there shouldn't be. You know, at nine years old, my kid walks around the house naked. He has brothers and sisters here, and he doesn't care. You know what I mean? He's seven. You know he doesn't care. I think at not. I don't. I don't know. I don't know the circumstances. I don't well, know I what happened. I think he's saying he's. I mean, I get a sense what Mike is saying is like. I know my kid. I know that he was fascinated with this. And um. And what do well, I do now? Well, my 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 wife, you know, came to me with this and just said, "This is your area. I don't know how to deal with this." You know. Um, I think a book can really help you, Mike. I remember my mom. You, this is so outdated, probably. I'm sure there's a 2021 better version, but the one, Donald, I don't know if you had this. It was called What's Happening to Me. No, I didn't. And um, it was all about puberty um, and, and for, you know, a, a, a children's book, but about the changes that are going on. What are these, what's happening to me? What are these feelings? So I would, I would, I would recommend, and I remember we would laugh at that book because we were, you know, we were nervous and it was like, um, and, and you don't even have to, you don't even have to read it with the kid. You could say like, Hey man, here's a book we got you or, you know, um, <laughs> but anyway, in, a, in the book that we have, read this, it's just for you. No, Any questions? Book, use your flashlight and read. <laughs> no, the book that we had was called what's happening to me. And it, and in a funny kind of irreverent way with funny pictures, it explained to kids what's happening. Cause they don't, it's weird. They don't know. And God, and we didn't have the internet. I mean, God, you, God forbid he's, you know, at least he's looking at us weekly and not. It's That's exactly what the, I said. Time to yeah. put the parental controls on all right. your all your right. shit. 
There you go. That is that is the truth right there because there's definitely a curiosity brewing, and the yes. last thing you want is him to find, you know, internet porn. The good you stuff. Know what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you no, know. I think I really think, and and I don't have kids, so I'm just saying from my own experience, the the and, and coming from child psychologist parents, but the. The only the best thing you can do is make sure that you and your wife don't ever embarrass him about any of it, um, because think about when you were little, like you just you don't know what the hell's going on. You have all these feelings, and all of a sudden you want to look at your mom's gossip magazine because there's a woman in a bathing suit or whatever. I mean, right. the Victoria. I remember like the Victoria's Secret catalog would arrive, and I just remember like looking around and be like, "Oh, taking this, <laughs> dude." You know, that shit came to my room. I used to have to work at. A well, I didn't work. My parents worked at a theater, and so I used to have to go with them and sit in the audience and watch shows. And there was this one show called "One Monkey Don't Stop No Show," right? And in the play, they look at this book called "The Joy of Sex." Mm-hmm. They bought the real book. Mm. I think I was like nine, eight oh, or boy. nine, maybe even you know what I mean, and. One night when the play was over and my dad's packing up and my mom's, you know, packing up too, I said, let's go find out. Let's go find this Joy of Sex book. Yeah. I got some reading I want to do. Let me tell you something right now. Go ahead. Us Weekly ain't got nothing on the Joy of Sex. (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow. It was, and it was graphic too, but it was all art. It was all drawn in art and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting backstage at my parents' theater freaking looking at you know with the slow page turn with real slow page turn. like the, the, the <laughs> it was all pictures too so you know i curia be happy he didn't find that you know what i mean and he found <laughs> I, us we, i used to remind me donald that my parents had a book we had a, a big bookshelf with tons hundreds of books in in, my, in when i was growing up i must have been younger than your son mike and they had a book called birth and birth birth was like from the 70s like women you know like you know everything you need to know about birth but it was like definitely women spread open and you know preparing for birth and i just remember just like lying in the library just like (laughs) slow (laughs) doing slow page turns on birth And it was so not sexual. I mean, it was like, it was like explaining the birthing process to, to new moms, and I was just like fascinated. <laughs> but you know, it's going to happen, man. Mike, you know, you went through it. It's the the change is coming. I recommend a book. Uh, I mean, first of all, be honest with him and talk to him like 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 you wish. You know, I I always feel like in these opportunities, you have the opportunity to be the best fucking dad. You can you got it. Might be embarrassing. You might cringe a little bit, but you're like, you know what? This is that moment where I get to shine and be like, I'm a, I don't know how well your dad did it or, or your mom did it, but like, I'm going to crush this assignment. I'm going to, and like, you know, I'm sure that you, you can have a straight, honest talk with him where he doesn't feel embarrassed. But then also I recommend a book because I remember it working for me. I mean, like, because sometimes they don't want to, like they might want, you can give him some basics to his face and have a, a, a frank conversation, but then he might want like a children's book that he can kind of peruse alone. That's like, that's not, I'm not embarrassed in front of my, my parents. Right. Sure. Donald, yeah. What do you think? You're the dad. No, I, 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 I agree. I don't, I don't think this is a, 
I don't think this is a bad thing. This is an opportunity for you to get to know your son a little bit more. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so take the opportunity and enjoy. Yeah, it. I mean, I'd, I'd always had the, the intention of being, you know, that rock star dad that has the talk and does it like the perfect way because my mm -hmm. dad never did. I right. learned on my own. But yeah, um, I was just hoping I had a few more years. But well, the talk, <laughs> Mike, we I would say the talk, the uh, Mike, I would imagine the talk's going to evolve. The talk you have when sure. him when he's thirteen is probably the talk different than the talk you're going to have at nine. But sure. at nine, you can you can you can most importantly let him know that he's not. It's not weird. He's not. You know. You know. I would. You know. I remember like thinking. I remember thinking just like what's you know what is going on? Like what is happening? Why does that feel nice? <laughs> i told you about the sharper image massager my parents had <laughs> have i told what? you that story on this show oh was, it, no. did you, did you fuck i don't know if i want to tell this story did you fuck the sharper no. image massage um if that sharper image massager had the ability to ovulate it would have definitely been pregnant <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> Aye, and, aye, aye. and I just remember I went looking for it once in the in the linen closet where it always was. And I, one day I went and, and like it wasn't there. And I was like, where the fuck's the sharp image massager? <laughs> and my parents had put it on a very high shelf. They had somehow assessed that I was, you know, massaging myself with it. <laughs> and they thought that that high shelf was going to keep me from my rob robotic lover. <laughs> I climbed, I climbed that fucking shit. Oh my god! Got, got her back down. Ooh. Give her love. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Oh, we gotta cut this. I'm sure. No, oh, no, right. no, no, no. I don't want great. the world to know that I mated with a sharper image massage. <laughs> Very funny. All right, Mike. You're welcome, sir. You are so Thank welcome, you. Mike. Good luck. Good luck. Give us an update so we know that uh, that it all went well. And we'll uh, and look for some good books. I don't know what the 2021 version of what's happening to me is. For all I know, there's an updated version of that. Uh, sure. But uh, I'm sure there's a lot of parents, man, with with nine year olds who who are who are searching for the same book um, to deal with it. Donald, Dude. you got that coming, man. Your 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 kid's not far away from this. Yeah, man. I'm not really looking forward to it either. <laughs> All right, Mike. Um, good luck. You can hang out. We're going to finish oh, yeah, the show. Oh, yeah, you can hang out because we're done. We did the show. I had one part that I want to bring up again that I want to talk about. I had one part in the episode that I want to talk about, and I thought it was very funny, where you walk in with Cox and you're like, I'll take the lead on this one. Mr. Steele, first name, man of. And Cox goes, you're out. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you're out. out very hard. You're yeah, out. Oh, another little bit of trivia is that there's a moment where we're all lying down in a, in a four-bed room, me, you, and Sarah, and a patient. And you're hearing all in our heads, right? Yeah. And then um, the patient, the voice of the patient was Mike Schwartz. Oh, wow. The same writer who was the needy FedEx driver. Wow. Okay. A little there trivia is. for you guys. I, I got from Scrubs Wiki. Um, is there anything right. you want to say to the people me? before we leave, Zach? Yeah. You always ask say, me. You well, always ask I, me. I'm going to give you the opportunity. You have the a floor, great, sir. It's a great opportunity to talk to so many people around the world. Um, I want to tell you that I, I love you, and I, I, I wish you kindness and love. 
You know, be the person that when someone lets you merge into traffic, you put your hand up as a as a thank you. Be that person. The other day, I I, I encountered someone who wasn't that person. And I thought it's so easy to just give the the thanks high five. Be that person. And hey, mark your calendars because uh, March twenty sixth is going to be our live show. Boom, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're we're putting together a whole plan. Um, and um, it's going to be it's going to be special. And we're really excited about it. And we're we're not just phoning it in. We're going to really put some effort into it. Um, we'll let you know. Joel will let us all know when 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 you can go buy tickets. But go to your iCal right now and uh, and mark the date. Save the date, as they say. March twenty sixth, Friday night. It'll be six p.m. on the West Coast, nine p.m. on the East Coast, and um, everyone else. If you're asleep and you don't want to stay up, you'll be able to listen. No, to it no, next. no. They got to stay up and watch it live. No, it's better live. if you're in Stad, you're not gonna fucking stay up. They will stay up in Stad. Stad's a hip, hip town. They're really doing <laughs> things different in Stad nowadays. Well, you know I what? Stad is a really posh ski town, so they're probably gonna be up partying. Anyway, I'm, so why I'm not leave saying. the bar and uh, go listen to the podcast? They'll be partying in St. Bart's. Might as well be partying with them, with us. Right. Yes. Fake Doctors Party Real us. Friends Live. Party with us. We love you. Joelle, thank yes. you. Thanks for watching you Rogue are. One while you're doing the show. No, Rebels, Rebels, Rebels. <laughs> Sorry, Rebels. It's a great episode, too. Actually, one of the... One of the uh, okay, wait, enough of that, okay. please. Daniel, I need the snore for my for my machine. I got you. No for whenever Donald talks about Star Wars. <laughs> no problem. We'll get it done. All right, guys. We love you. Uh, count us out, Donald. Five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said he's got stories that you all should know. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He 
breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.